0: This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support.
1: This is Esther Eckhart from EckhartYoga.com, and you're listening
0: to the Run, Eat, and Drink podcast. Hey, welcome to episode 142 of the Runny Drink podcast. I'm your host Amy,
1: and I'm your co-host Dana.
0: Welcome to this week's show. We're glad you're here. We
1: are. Coming off of the the long holiday weekend.
0: For some,
1: for some, for
0: some, for those of you who are in retail and had to work Black Friday weekend, we salute you. We do. We applaud you. And commend you.
1: the holiday we are, of course, talking about here in the States is the American Thanksgiving that was last Thursday as we were recording this. Yeah. And I'm still full.
0: You're still full? <laughs> mm.
1: Well, I think that we started our, our Thanksgiving celebration on the day of and carried it through following um, Black Friday and, and when, you know you got off work and then we ease right on into another very important holiday.
0: Oh, it's an important holiday. It
1: is an important holiday. I mean, there were, there were a lot of people in the runcation nation celebrating your birthday.
0: Well, it's very nice. It should be a holiday for all. It should. Yes, it, it should. should.
1: And everybody was fantastic in shouting Amy out and the, Facebook group, and on our Facebook page, and on Twitter, so thank you guys very much for doing that.
0: I felt lots of love.
1: I should certainly hope so.
0: And that was very, very nice of you, and of everybody who wished me a happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we got to celebrate that by... Well, we started the whole celebration off, of course, on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. With... A Thanksgiving Day five K turkey yeah. trot.
0: Yeah. And it was not virtual. It was live.
1: A live and in-person race. Mm-hmm. Yes. And from there, we did have your birthday meal.
0: We did at a brand new place, not even open a month. So awesome.
1: If you listened to last week's episode, you heard our interview with Michael Kilgore from the Columbia Restaurant Group, and he mentioned Casa Santo Stefano in Tampa
0: as being yes. one of
1: their new restaurants, and we decided to take Amy there for a birthday meal.
0: Yes, and I'm going to butcher the name of the restaurant probably, the whole episode, the Casa Casa Santo Stefano. Sure. Okay. Why not? All right. I was listening to him before we started recording
1: Ah, to see if I could get it. So I butchered it.
0: No. I think they don't care how you pronounce it. (laughs) Although, to stay true to the roots, I'm sure there is one correct way.
1: I'm sure there is.
0: However, I don't care how you say it. It's an incredible place that everybody needs to go to. When visiting the Tampa area.
1: And we're going to be telling you all about the amazing food that we got to explore after we ran our 5K. But then we also indulged there.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: In some drinks fit for a celebration.
0: Yes. We just, I said that restaurant only open three weeks coming up on a month. Mm Mm-hmm. They, ha- they they just seem like they've been doing it forever.
1: Well, that restaurant group has been in the restaurant business for four generations.
0: I mean, in this particular restaurant,
1: but this did not feel like a newly opened restaurant. I agree no, completely. So not We're, at all. We've got so much to share with you guys yeah. this week, and we are so glad that you all are coming along. For the ride with us, oh, yes. To recap, some some holiday celebrating here. Mm,
0: yes, this oh, this dinner is not brought to you by Brock's candy. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, we that's,
1: actually not just had the those Brock's uh, uh, th- or Thanksgiving dinner. Candy corns. Right. We actually got to have some real Thanksgiving,
0: mm-hmm. and, and then a, an amazing meal for a birthday celebration. Yeah. So, so
1: let's talk. Uh, let's talk running.
0: Let's talk running. So last week we were lucky enough to have two events: one in person and one virtual. And we talked about the virtual, the Richards Run last week, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, with Michael Kilgore, and just. To do that run and support Moffitt Cancer Center, just a great experience.
1: Yeah, so rewarding. Knowing that you're you're going to be helping people who are getting advanced, high-tech, cutting-edge treatments for cancer mm-hmm. that are actually being researched, developed, and deployed mm-hmm. right here in the state of Florida that... This is a place that people come from all over the country and all over the world to get treatment.
0: Yeah, and RichardsRunForLife.org, dot As of the while we're recording, this is the last day that you could possibly register.
1: So by the time you hear this, you won't be able to register anymore for this year.
0: But I'm hoping that next year, whether it be next November, whether it be virtual or in person, that. You'll consider putting it on your race list. And if you're visiting the Tampa area and you want a great nighttime race and a killer uh, post-party celebration, just Richard's Run for Life right there.
1: Yeah, the in-person running you through Ebor City and having that post race party that they do. Yeah, it's that, amazing. that that'll be phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. hopefully we are back to doing that one live and in person and we can do it. Yes. I would love to cover that one and do some video from the from the party. From party.
0: Yeah. Yay. So, but then we also actually had an in-person race the morning of Thanksgiving put on by a fantastic organization called Elite Events. And they put on various runs around the state of Florida.
1: Yeah, now this is our second... Second year. Year doing Mm -hmm. this race. And I believe it's our second Elite Events race that we've done.
0: Both of them have been the Thanksgiving Day 5K.
1: And this organization really seems to have their act together when it comes to organizing and having everything ready to rock when you you show up.
0: They know how to put on an event. And uh, we've been to some races and they've had packet pickup beforehand. They've strongly recommended picking up your packet before race morning, but, you know, life, work, that kind of thing. And some other organizations have had same same day packet pickup.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the lines can be very long, they can take you right up to the start of the race sometimes. Yes. What I really liked is the Elite Events Thanksgiving Day 5K that was actually in Estero out at Hertz Arena. They had several stations all set up for same-day packet pickup.
1: Yeah, I I got the impression that that was probably the one of the first things that they set up because they were still putting other stuff up mm-hmm. when we arrived. Mm-hmm. We uh, we registered online yep. ahead of time. And like Amy said, life and schedules oh, yeah. and you know whatever gets in the way. So we said, okay, we're going to do same-day pickup. So we decided to leave the house. Oh, gosh, what was it? It was uh, a 7
0: a.m. race start, just we, for context. And
1: we figured uh, in normal traffic, it's normally about a 45-minute drive. From,
0: from our us. house
1: to Hertz Arena. Yeah. We didn't really take into account how early we were going. So we left the house around five o'clock in the morning. Maybe we're a used little to bit the after. seasonal
0: traffic lately. Oh, you yeah. know, but we're used to seeing an uptick at this time of year.
1: Very much so. Yeah. So we got out there a little bit early. I think we got there around, I want to say around 6, 6.15. 15.
0: Mm-hmm, that sounds about right.
1: And, By the time we we got parked, which basically we just pulled right into the parking lot, found a parking space, you know, less than 50 to 100 yards from... Ample parking. Yeah, from the um, packet pickup. And we walked over, and they were still setting up other stuff. Mm -hmm. But the packet pickup lines were already there. Mm -hmm. Everything was laid out. Computers were hooked up. Mm -hmm. um, Shirts.
0: Yeah, and I really liked... So we picked up our race numbers, we got our safety pins, and then we moved right down. To, it was like an assembly line kind yes. of thing from one table to the next. So they had a station, and they had a table of women's shirts and tank tops, and then men's shirts and tank tops. Yep. And they had they still had plenty of variety of sizes.
1: Yes, even on same, same day, you mm-hmm. could go anything from, I think they had, down to either extra small or small. All the way up to, I think, 2 or 3X.
0: Yeah, I think you, and they were so nice. They they said, you know, pick out your size, kind of hold it up, make sure it's going to fit you, and they they were just so nice.
1: They really were. And one thing I noticed, though, it, it appeared that they had a different shirt if you were going for, like, a 2X or larger. I think that was a larger uh, tech shirt. mm as opposed to the cotton shirt.
0: Yeah, the tank top that I got for women, that was cotton. Yes. So it's not something I would wear out there on the on a training run or on the course.
1: Oh, no. No, so. no. We, we've we learned cotton is not our friend for mm-hmm. training runs.
0: Chafing under your arms, possibly, or yeah, just, in just different, you just don't want that.
1: And, and if you get, uh, between sweat or if you get rained on, once it gets wet, it stays wet. So... Yeah.
0: So great to wear out and about. Yes. Not necessarily during the any kind of running event. So
1: I agree completely.
0: Yeah. And I think that they also had several stations set up and, and they were the tables were spread out. It's and everybody could feel comfortable. Yes. With the amount of people that were Running that morning.
1: Yeah, when we arrived, I was listening to some of the race organizers as they were working, mm-hmm. and I heard somebody say that they had about 900 runners uh, registered. Yeah, and while we were there, it was a, a nice mix. There were people who were were comfortable not wearing masks, and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of maintaining social distances. You know, as best you could there, and then there were some people that ran with masks on and mm-hmm. or had masks on when they were just milling At about. At the start,
0: yeah, yeah near the start area.
1: But everybody was very relaxed. Uh, mm. I got a, a you know a really good vibe from literally everybody there. I mean, I had another. Mm-hmm. I was in a kilt. I had another guy go, "Hey, another kilt!" and he uh, he had a kilt on. Uh, one of the race organizers yeah. like made a point of shouting me out twice
0: yeah while we were there yeah at the start and then toward the end of the race but that it was great i love how you get spotted for your kilt yeah it's fantastic you know another thing that was wonderful about the pre-race setup was indoor bathrooms
1: yeah, let's talk about the venue itself. That kind of leads into that. the mm. The race in Estero, Florida, is held on the property, on and around the property of Hertz Arena. And mm-hmm. Hertz Arena is an indoor hockey and concert venue. Yeah, uh, very large. Um, it's basically a big dome. You know, like mm-hmm. a domed uh, adjacent sporting to event.
0: An, an outlet mall.
1: Yeah, right near an outlet mall. Mar-mar. The whole facility is uh, has a giant paved parking lot mm-hmm. all the way around it, and this is not only where you're parking, but also where the start and finish line are, where mm. all of these these tents we're talking about for packet pickup and everything are, but the majority of the races too.
0: Mm-hmm. And part of the course, it, it's like a loop course, more or less.
1: Yeah, it's basically two laps around the property.
0: Mm -hmm. And a little bit of it would be around some of the apartments because this Hertz arena is not only near an outlet mall, but also near Florida Gulf Coast University.
1: Yes. There's a town
0: university. There's
1: some nice apartment complexes right there in the area. There's some mixed use uh, shopping, dining area, like outdoor lifestyle mall um, that, that, at the outlet mall you're talking you about Miramar Outlet, yeah, yeah, and they, you do a little bit of the surface streets, but that's not too bad. And no. then for the stretches that you were in the surface streets, it was very well controlled mm-hmm. and also not very well traveled at that time of morning with nothing, right. no event going on.
0: And you know they had security, great security on the course, so. Yes, it was. Yeah. And the officers that were working the course to keep us safe, they were very motivating. They encouraged us. Yeah, they were
1: cheering runners on.
0: Yeah, it was really great.
1: And the runners, we had everything from like just really sleek, fast, strong uh, collegiate runners or doing
0: doing the course twice. Yeah.
1: I mean, we had everything from that to, uh, you know, parents with their kids in tow mm-hmm. and we even had a guy dressed as a turkey wearing a like a velour turkey costume
0: oh and well i mean i don't know that was probably warm
1: that was probably warm
0: speaking of weather speaking of
1: weather let's talk about the
0: weather i on had that to get the, the bell yeah yes. i don't think it was summer humid I don't think it was summer heat. No. It wasn't cold, though. Like, our northern friends are experiencing some temperatures in the 40s. I think that um, one of our patrons was posting some video about some snow flurries in Alabama. Oh, wow. But...
1: And you can't really call Alabama northern. Well, it's north, it's of, north us, of
0: us. north of us. so, and, it,
1: and it's heading this way. We are due to get some 40s and 30s, even down as far as where we're at.
0: But I think the temperatures were pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah, I don't think that it got above the low to mid 70s while we were running.
0: Which was excellent. Yes. Yeah, I like it a little cooler.
1: Oh, you are an absolute cold-weather runner. Mm-hmm. I, we have learned that about you. Yeah. You're a beast when the weather gets down around 60 degrees. <laughs> you you just have no quit.
0: Yeah. I, well, I just, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I think the best race I ever had was, I think, in the uh, 30s.
1: It was 28 degrees at the starting line and raining.
0: Yeah. And that was just miserable. mm, I don't think it was miserable. It was just different. Okay. Okay. All right. And we're going to miss that race this year in December. Jeff Galloway's half marathon weekend.
1: Yeah. The Atlanta race every December is, is our really our one and only opportunity to run in winter weather, weather for us.
0: This 5K for Thanksgiving was not winter weather. Oh, no. But it was milder, and we didn't really have the the heat and humidity that we have experienced in the Florida summer. Right. And I just, the Elite Event folks, their medal is no joke either. Okay,
1: I was going to say, this is kind of, we've buried the lead a little bit. This might be one of the coolest turkey trot medals and I've seen I mean you get on social media on Thanksgiving Day.
0: All sorts of them out there.
1: All kinds of them out there but I think Elite Events has one of the best that I've seen. It is huge, big
0: like a Disney medal like a run Disney medal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it just you had the turkey you had it said Thanksgiving Day 5k. I put that nice picture that you took of the table full of medals. Mm-hmm in the episode artwork. Yeah. I mean, today
1: you can't tell it from that photo, but that I have pretty big meat hooks and yeah. that metal is the size of the palm of my hand.
0: It, it's great. And then the Thanksgiving colors on the ribbon, Thanksgiving day, five K elite events,
1: beautiful ribbon
0: or oranges and reds. And it was just, I uh, I loved that.
1: There's, there's something that some race races will do if they do a large metal in terms of surface area, like a big, a large, you know, big face. They'll go with a very thin metal. Mm-hmm. It won't be as hefty. Mm-hmm. This is both large and hefty. Mm-hmm. It feels like a real good quality metal. This Love is that. one that you, you'll you be like, wow, this was, I got my money's worth for yeah. my race entry fee here. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I would do it again. I would seek out elite events around the state of Florida. Yes. I would love, love, love to get them on the show to talk about their events.
1: I think we should try to make that happen because people coming to Florida, maybe doing a runcation, Mm -hmm. or if you're coming down here for some other reason and there happens to be an elite events run in your area, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. And I think they've got some stuff coming up.
0: They do. They do. And you can find out more uh, at... um, runeliteevents.com and we link to them in the show notes but i am so excited about the one in naples florida which is south of us i i work in that area and it is december 5th it is a christmas glow 5k and it's at night Ooh. It's at night, and I'm super excited about that. And they're doing the same thing in Sarasota, but on December 19th. And then, of course, they have a couple of half marathons coming up on their calendar um, a little bit further out. Okay. So, I just... I'm happy to see live races happening around our state. It gives me hope for future travel. Yes. For our show. And... If you come to Florida and you see an event that's hosted, set up, organized by Elite Events, it's worth checking it out.
1: Yeah. um, We can't say enough good about them. Again, they are not a sponsor of the show. This is the race that we opted to run ourselves to make some room for that turkey that we were going to have later Mm -hmm. in the day.
0: And we did.
1: Boy, did we. Mm -hmm. So, we did have a lot to be thankful for. We did. And we celebrated it with some amazing home cooking. Yes. Amy trotted out some recipes from her childhood, mm-hmm. her mom's potato salad,
0: Excellent.
1: her dad's cornbread stuffing with fresh-made cornbread mm. that you then crumble up for the stuffing. So great. With amazing spicy sausage, Jimmy Dean sausage and apples, apples and cranberries and walnuts. And walnuts. Oh.
0: Fantastic.
1: Come on. Yeah. And then I did my turkey. And yeah. um I do a little bit of a different, um, kind of a different spin on turkey. A lot of people like the big presentation of the bird.
0: I don't necessarily need that. I need tender meat.
1: And that's what I, I think I achieved.
0: And I need crispy
1: skin. And I definitely achieved you that. You did. Um, but I, I like to actually either buy turkey quarters and have, you know, thigh and leg, and then get a breast or two, Mm -hmm. and then roast them so that they're all in the pan at the same height in the oven. Oh, yeah. Because we haven't done that in the past, where we've roasted it the appropriate amount of time, but, you know, the higher parts of the bird end up getting cooked faster. Yeah. Or cooked more, because heat rises. Mm -hmm. And what I do is roasting everything in the pan, and then... Prior to roasting it, I dry the bird off completely, and I, under the skin, I make a a compound butter. It's amazing, and it's just oh,
0: this is still the running segment of our show. I know. just
1: know, FYI, I know, I know. This is just giving you guys a little taste of what I, we celebrated with. That's we, all.
0: Well, I'm just saying that I get that we're still in the running portion of our show, but <laughs> we love food. We do. We earned that food with the run. The Thanksgiving Day 5K.
1: Yeah, so you know, put the the compound butter and skin roast it that way, oh. and um, yeah, so we we ended so up making good. room for all this stuff by getting our 5K in, and then celebrating yeah. some of the things that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. But in addition to us celebrating what we were thankful for, you. Mm-hmm. Asked members of the Runcation Nation. I did. That question.
0: I did. I asked it in our Facebook group. I asked it on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, in our Instagram story. And I got some responses. Now, J.D., who we know from the Extra Mile podcast group. Mm Mm-hmm. He says he's thankful for us.
1: And that was very sweet of him and to say. that
0: was very sweet of him. And It's Your Turn Lee on Instagram also said that, as well as uh, Christy Van Allen.
1: And you ladies are great. Thank so you. So
0: we can't thank you all enough for being big supporters of the show. But, uh, but we got some more specific feedback uh, in terms of what people are thankful for. Kimberly on Instagram, Kimberly Lamar is the the handle, uh thankful for my husband i.e running coach we completed dopey 2020 and our training for disney 2021 whatever that will hold yeah um thankful for this podcast for my weeknight short runs
1: excellent
0: so we're happy to learn about all of people who listen to our show and I like
1: that people listen to our show while they're on a run. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's kind of funny we learned that. Uh, it took us almost a year to learn that.
0: Oh, I think it's over a year. Over we a were year? a video podcast and then we
1: After talking with people, they're like, "We I listen to you on people. the run." And I'm like, well, "Do you watch the video?" They're like, "What video?"
0: <laughs> "We listen to you." So. And then there are stretches of music in there where you're running. And <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? So who knew? yeah so so, so or, i love that yeah. i think that's super cool yeah yeah and then mary um at her handle is m-a-h-u-d-g mm-hmm. she uh on instagram had a total knee replacement Ooh. on 9 30 september 30 okay. is what that i think that means um very thankful for a quick recovery, up to three miles walking now. May never run anymore, but I can walk pretty darn fast.
1: Oh, something tells me you're going to be back out there pounding the pavement at full I think that's fantastic,
0: speed. though. September?
1: That's an amazing, amazing recovery. I mean, yeah. you're talking, we're recording on the 30th right now, so... This was, you put this out around Thanksgiving. So you're talking less than two months amazing. already walking three miles on a total knee replacement. On
0: this day. on Today, it's two months. Wow. So that's, it's amazing.
1: That is killer.
0: Don B. Disney sent us this. Thankful that I have found so many wonderful runners on Instagram that inspire me to get out there and run. So I think... I, I responded and I said, we we feel the same way.
1: Yeah, we've, we've said that a number of times. I'm blown away by the amount of support that we get from runners that we've gotten to meet virtually mm. through social media yeah. and that we've never met in person. No. But they're some of the most supportive people when it comes to, well, I mean, in general, they're some of the most supportive people, but... You know, specifically with the all the struggles we share with running.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I think, you know, we we've met a couple of listeners. Yes. We've been lucky enough to meet a couple.
1: We can't wait to meet more.
0: And we can't wait to meet more. Yes, exactly. You said it perfectly. All the running, the giving thanks, the all of the positive messages here, Mm -hmm. just leading into the the weekend. We had such an amazing and positive experience for my celebratory birthday dinner at a new restaurant in Tampa.
1: The Casa Santo Stefano in Tampa is the next... Concept restaurant mm-hmm. that, has made, that has been brought to life by the Columbia Restaurant Group and our oh. friends there. And this is, you guys have heard us talk about it last week, so I won't belabor the point of how, how much we love this, the Columbia Restaurant Group in general. Mm. The thing that I love about them, aside from the amazing food and environment, is the fact that they have such a respect for Tampa history. And a desire to weave that into their restaurants and to become part of Tampa history. And it doesn't hurt that I'm a history major in college and a history nerd anyway. But um, it's just, it's so neat to see that. And this restaurant is the one that he mentioned at the end of our interview.
0: Yeah. And it, I just, you talk about it connection to history and i think that's completely 100 percent accurate i also think it's connection to community
1: oh very much so
0: yeah so i mean this this restaurant went into an older uh, an old Pasta factory. A pasta right? factory
1: that was built in 1925. 25. Yeah. And, you know, the urge for so many places would be buy the land, knock down the old building that's there, build something new.
0: But what's really great about the concept is it's, you know, he mentioned pasta on our chat last week. He did. But, it, you know, and you think typically Italian But this is celebratory of the Sicilian recipes.
1: Yes. Specifically Sicilian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unapologetically Sicilian. And
0: so wonderfully do they celebrate that Uh, with their food.
1: And we we decided we were going to take our time. Mm. We were going to just enjoy every little thing, you know, get uh, multiple courses and just taste our way around the menu soak it in i mean we we actually spent the weekend we went back up to to disney springs and and Dis, the disney area to you know celebrate
0: we saw friends some up
1: there saw we friends saw and, yeah. and got to have you know a little bit of a little bit more you know connection with people that we love mm-hmm. and
0: then shout out to pam and ariel from pure creative apparel
1: yes and we came back through, heading back down south. We were going to go right by Tampa anyway, so we figured we would just pop in, oh. just you know, right over there, right there, and head into Ebor City. Which, uh, if you if you're not familiar with Tampa area, Ebor City is kind of like a um, it's a, a the best way I could describe it is you know brick streets, older buildings, you know, built in the you know. Early 1900s, Mm. I mean, a lot of new businesses are in there. It's a
0: historical district.
1: Very much so. And, you know, heavy Mm. influence of Cuban culture.
0: Yeah. Isn't there a cigar factory there close by?
1: The Arturo Fuente Cigar Factory is there, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful area with a lot of culture and and a lot of just fantastic shopping and dining and everything. Mm. But these are, you know, small businesses. This is not like a mall feel uh, by any stretch. No, But worth checking out if you're heading into Tampa. But this restaurant um, was just such a a neat, it was so great to hear about it and get to go Mm. and experience it. And we started our meal off with what most people would start their meal off, an appetizer.
0: Of course. Naturally. Talk about uh, that. Some. Aaron Chini. See, we we had an amazing server in Val.
1: Val was amazing. He, he was.
0: Was and his knowledge of the food and the language of the menu just amazing. And this was one of his key recommendations. The Aaron Chini fried. Breaded risotto balls mixed with bolognese, mozzarella, and peas served with tomato sauce for $8. I have to say, we did take him up on this recommendation, although they did say the artichoke appetizer is also a featured item we've got to go back and get.
1: Don't threaten me with a good time.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's go anytime, but uh, I, we also have missed this, Aaron Cheney so much because when we were first dating and first married in the Atlanta era a- area, we in the era that we dated in the Atlanta back in the nineties area, and I'm dating myself and aging myself, but I don't care. There was a restaurant, an Italian restaurant called Camille's.
1: Yeah, Camille's was a neat spot in the Virginia Highlands area of Atlanta and if you are familiar with the area, if you ever went to this restaurant, you'll know what I'm talking about. It had a in some ways it had a very similar feel. Mm-hmm. It was uh, family-owned and operated. They had two restaurants in that area. One yeah. was called Camille's and I forget what the name of the other one was that was just a few miles away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Camille's had these enormous portions. It was it was just you know, they got to know you mm-hmm. and, you know, would call you by name when mm-hmm. you showed up and yeah. you could have a glass of wine. We were waiting to get seated. And mm. when, once you got seated, the tiny kitchen, you'd see these guys rocking and rolling in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. But one of their best dishes was their arancini. This yeah. absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was reminiscent of that, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is even
0: it is because there was more of it there was in at camille's there was just there was the one yes arancini this you actually had well, is that like a golf ball size
1: yeah the the serving is you say? is six golf ball sized arancini the rice yeah. balls oh. and then the the ramekin of tomato sauce oh, that know. they serve it
0: so good
1: do you wanna you want me to talk about it without the sauce or with the sauce?
0: I think it's great either way. I think
1: it's different both ways. Though. I would
0: agree. So talk about it however you wanna talk about
1: it. Okay. Well, I went when I first took the bite, I went without the sauce. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted the pure experience of this and I mean the exterior nice and firm mm. and crunchy without being tough or chewy. Yes. The balls hold together very well. When you bite into it, you got this creaminess from the cheese, mm. but you got the richness from the bolognese. And but they're, when they when they say bolognese, it's not the tomato sauce bolognese, it's it's the meat mixture.
0: Yeah, it's the meat mixture with the Mozzarella and the rice inside. Yeah.
1: So um, you've the, got the, the meat and the rice and the mozzarella cheese. You just got this amazing, rich, meaty flavor. But then you would get this occasional pop of the freshness from the green peas inside. Mm. And it wasn't overdone. They no. didn't have too much in there. But the, the flavor that really came through was the mozzarella. Yeah. You got a real... Um, a real sense of the unctuous uh, um, richness of the mozzarella
0: but then it was also the texture of the rice yes in there
1: and it wasn't it wasn't cooked to the point of being mush
0: Mm-mm. al dente mhm and just it oh it, with the sauce i feel like the sauce just added that acid that tomato slight sweetness yep and uh, you could do either way with or without sauce it's just it's different and it's it it almost becomes that flavor like the pasta bolognese yes so I there's no wrong answer yeah there is no wrong answer Get your own.
1: <laughs> Honestly, you could... Um, this the, could be a meal. This appetizer, you could easily go if you wanted to get a light lunch and just do the arancini. Mm-hmm. No problem.
0: Oh, like maybe a soup or yeah. something. But this, I mean, this would this would fill you up. Very much so. You would be very satisfied.
1: Uh, yeah, and this, I think, as the weather starts to get cooler, would be so satisfying.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's also good... For because you get six, it's also good for a table to share.
1: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a great Family value style. A great value for eight dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But we also decided to get a salad. We're all in. We're all in. We're all in. And I, I was very attracted to this one. They they really offered two salads. One was a, a Caesar, which were we, there two. They offered the Caesar. Yeah. And that one has their their. Housemade made Parmesan crisp. Well, I should say that they may have more on the menu, but Val really talked about two. these two. Yes, and, Cur- but he steered us towards uh, an d- item called Valenti's Burrata, mm-hmm. and this is a a Burrata mozzarella cheese ball served on a <laughs> bed of heirloom tomatoes pickled red onions, and arugula that had been dressed with a balsamic vinaigrette.
0: I have to tell you about the layers of flavor. I love arugula for its peppery flavor.
1: We eat it here at all home the time at the Run Eat Drink Podcast all Towers the time. all the time. The cafeteria and craft services keeps it on hand constantly.
0: It's because it's so great. I mean, you can put it in a potato salad and have that kind of peppery note. You can have it as a salad with some almonds and pears mm-hmm. or in a spring mix or in that blood orange salad that I like to have.
1: It's more flavorful than just a lettuce.
0: Yeah. So, but that's just one texture and one flavor note on Then you get the heirloom tomatoes.
1: These were beautiful.
0: They were beautiful, sweet.
1: These were almost a purple tomato. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, I just, the cheese.
1: (laughs) (sighs) So uh, they're either fresh making, everything here is either fresh made. Or? Or imported from Italy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sicily.
1: And... I, I should have asked. I should have clarified this, but I. I'm oh, we don't know. Pretty confident this was fresh made. The, I mean, the burrata. <sighs> if you've ever seen it, it's a soft mozzarella that is. You can make mozzarella at home. It's oh, yeah. actually not terribly difficult to make, just by introducing some acid into into whole milk.
0: But this is a little softer.
1: You Well, the exterior is kind of firm.
0: Inside, yeah.
1: But then once you split it open, it's this super soft, creamy, Mm. um, more liquid, Mm. um, just gooey flavor bomb.
0: It's so good. So you have that. You have then the texture of the tomato as it pops in your mouth. And... Then you have the peppery, peppery arugula. But then, like you said, when we were at the table, the star of the whole thing. What was that?
1: Well, I, it's the secret. I, I, th- I said this is the, this is the, the hidden gem of, mm. this, of this salad. They are doing some fresh p- or quick pickled onions. Well, so I don't know
0: how they pickle them. But it was amazing.
1: You get that oniony hit, but then you got a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of acid. That was just a perfect juxtaposition to the cool creaminess of the cheese. And I didn't mention the cheese ball is it's about the size. Tinch. It's about the size of a baseball.
0: I think it's bigger. <laughs> I think it's bigger. And I think that I need to find a new word for any of their dishes because all I keep saying is amazing.
1: Well, it is amazing. Yeah. And they they dust they actually pre split the the burrata for you oh. and they dust it with a, just a little bit of Italian seasoning. So good. This salad is phenomenal. You could easily split that salad too.
0: You could split the salad and the Arancini uh, between for between two lunch. people. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be so filling and so satisfying. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, we just didn't stop there. No, we no. did not. Time stop for entrees. There. Yes.
1: Let's talk about your entree cuz you were on a mission
0: to experience tradition.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: The spaghetti con polpette. I hope that I have pronounced this correctly.
1: I believe you have.
0: I was trying to pay attention when Val would talk about the meal. And make recommendations because he made recommendations at each course. Yes. And talked about the history or the ingredients or the flavors, just and tried to help us narrow and get what we really wanted.
1: And he did an amazing job. Yeah.
0: So this is spaghetti with meatballs, blend of beef, pork, and veal, gently braised in rich, I believe this is a word for sauce. Yes. Su- Succo? Succo. Mm-hmm. Succo. I'm going to work on it. going to work on it. With Pecorino Romano cheese. Mmm. For $18.
1: Talk to me, Goose.
0: Well, it's $18, but listen, you... <laughs> this could feed an army.
1: The portions here are not small.
0: Yeah, the pasta is imported from, from Italy
1: on your dish. Yes.
0: Mhm. Yes, and I and it is just cooked perfectly. And what I love about it is the the meatballs. They're about golf ball size, kind of like the arancini. Mhm. They uh, there are four of them.
1: Yeah, you got a ton of
0: meatballs mm-hmm. with your dish. And the sauce it was generously sauced but it wasn't swimming it wasn't like a soup right it was just the right amount of meat to pasta to sauce and the the tomato sauce it was that hit of acid that l- just a little bit of that tomato and salt and spices and the meatball had texture it was very toothsome
1: Yes, you let me have a bite of that mm-hmm. meatball. And I was like, oh, this is the difference. Like when you go to a place that is purpose making their meatballs for mm. pasta, mm. as opposed to a place that might, maybe they do pasta and pizza and they'll make one kind of meatball.
0: They kind of find a happy medium.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times those places will work the meatballs more to make them more firm. Sure. So they can slice them.
0: But I think this, you could almost crumble these meatballs into the sauce or when when you cut into it and you create the perfect bite of this al dente pasta with the acid from the tomato sauce and the just, it, it was... I tried to eat with the spoon and the the fork and the you know the the winding around mm-hmm. the, but you know I mean I I was just like I can't I'm a, I'm out of practice I just need to get this and eat this it was so great I took half of it home
1: you did so really you got two meals out of mm-hmm. it
0: and I think that you could or like you said you could split it with your loved one you could you could or take half for lunch. The next day, it was quintessential delicious spaghetti and meatballs.
1: Nice. Mm. Wow. Okay. I
0: loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And we haven't had this kind of quality. It's hard hard to say in, in terms of the spaghetti and meatball dish. And you want that kind of quality when you are celebrating a race like Gasparilla in Mm -hmm. Tampa or um, you're carbo loading for that kind of race. You want that. And we haven't. I mean, we searched high and low out there in Anaheim when we ran the run Disney races out there to to find it. And this just we, we know where to go now. We do. And we know where to tell the Runcation Nation to go for this if that is what you need to power your race.
1: Very nice. But
0: you had a unique dish.
1: A unique, but also a traditional dish that is very, as as Val put it, very Sicilian. Mm. And, when we were looking at the menu ahead of time, this one jumped off the page at me. And I'm like, yes. eh, th- this." there was this dish and one other that jumped out at me that I was really close to getting.
0: The Bucatini con la Sarde.
1: Yes. Uh, the, the Bucatini con la Sarde is, is pasta with sardines.
0: Mm-hmm. Garlic, shallots, saffron broth, sauteed onions, crushed red pepper, raisins, toasted pine nuts, and breadcrumbs. Yeah. That's
1: mm-hmm. not what I got. I was close to getting that, but I went the a different direction. Mm-hmm. This is the Spaghetti al Nero con Pulpo. Mm. This is fresh, house-made black ink spaghetti. They use the <sighs> ink from the squid, to or or from the octopus, uh, to make this. It's usually squid ink. Um, they top this or toss in this grilled Mediterranean octopus. Mm. The sauce is made of white wine and roasted yellow tomatoes, garlic, shallots, Sicilian olives, spicy Calabrian peppers, and fried breadcrumbs on top. That's it. This dish shows up and it is bursting with color. I mean, you've got roasted yellow tomato, you've got red tomato, you've got the green olives and black olives that pasta is dark black and the, the squid the or the, the um, octopus, they do the traditional preparation of grilled octopus, which is you boil the tentacle first, and then you finish it on the grill, usually with some sort of a vinaigrette or citrus. And they, comp- they finished cooking and grilling the octopus. They, Cut it into nice, hearty chunks and toss that in the pasta. And then you get these fried breadcrumbs on top to give you the, a little bit of a crunchy element. And they. Uh, um, let's see, where do I start? The pasta was only one of two pasta dishes where they actually are fresh making the pasta in-house.
0: And then the rest they import from Italy, from right. Sicily.
1: Right. And this one is a thinner spaghetti than what Amy had. Uh, so the yeah. noodles were a little bit thinner. They were all, not quite a um, not quite an angel hair, but yeah. a little thinner than what you might think of for spaghetti. Mm-hmm. the The squid ink gives it... Uh, the best way I could describe it is a little bit of a, a, a taste of the sea, but also a sort of a, I don't know, like a lemony note.
0: Yeah. You were saying that as you were trying the dish.
1: And it was cooked perfectly. You had just a little bit of bite to it. Uh, th- they didn't overdo it at all. But the the winner here, well, there, there's multiple winners. There's so <laughs> much going on with this dish. It's hard to really nail it all down. The the sauce, this Roasted yellow tomato sauce it was almost like a broth. That they and I think it made. was
0: very appropriate that it was that kind of consistency. Yes, for everything that was in this dish.
1: And then you were getting the the sweetness and a little bit of tartness and mm. just a hit a little bit of heat from the little calabrian chilies. These Those are like were so
0: good. Yeah, these are
1: like little uh, cherry peppers. Oh, um,
0: and the, you, they burst with. Yeah, they
1: they pop when you bite into them. They're so good. The the olives give you this deep, rich, briny flavor, almost Mm. like a caper wood. Yeah. And the octopus was cooked so perfectly. And I know you're not usually a huge fan of grilled octopus. I love it when I see it on a menu.
0: it, It was so tender.
1: It's a weird... If you can get past the look of it, and I, I highly recommend people to branch out and try new stuff.
0: Well, when it came to the table, the the octopus in the dish almost looked like scallops.
1: Yes, and that's a great way to describe it. They were basically cut into into little medallions. Mm-hmm. The tentacles were mm. so, like on the outside, you you might get a little bit of the the sucker, you know, that you see, but the meat itself is so, so tender. So Perfectly tender, yeah, and and really texture wise, mm. the best way I could describe it would be like a scallop, but because they grilled it, they were grilling the scallop on a wood grill, oh. so you were getting the char from the grilled octopus throughout this dish. This was phenomenal, and it was twenty four dollars for my plate. I couldn't finish it.
0: I think it's a shareable dish,
1: hundred percent. But I did not take any home. I don't like to travel with seafood if I don't finish it all in one sitting. So yeah.
0: we weren't staying in Tampa. So. No.
1: So this was, I think, just a standout for me. I, I I could not say I cannot say enough good about it. It is beautiful. I think we've got a, some shots of oh, yeah. both of our dishes in the mm-hmm. episode artwork. We Check do. that out. We do. It is worth seeing, and then uh, just uh, something that's I think worth mentioning is all of their plates.
0: I loved them.
1: All of their all of their um, serving plates they brought over from or imported from Italy as well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's all I believe custom painted for them.
0: Yes, it, it says the name of the restaurant, and even you know the napkins that come to the table. They have the name of the restaurant and little. Quotes, Little Italian quotes, which I love.
1: Very cool. Yeah. So.
0: And the bread. Oh, well, how do we forget mentioning the bread? Well, it just comes with the meal.
1: You walk into the restaurant and one of the first things you're greeted by, they have an open kitchen.
0: It's gorgeous.
1: And off in the corner, they have this beautiful pizza oven. Mm-hmm. And in that pizza oven, aside from maybe doing pizzas, they're also doing the table, the bread for every table. Oh. But they cook it to order.
0: And it comes with olive oil and spices, and the olive oil is also imported.
1: And the, the bread, how would you describe
0: it? So he talked about it, calling it muffaletta. Muffaletto. 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 Like, like you would, I mean, when you think about muffaletta, you think of like an olive tapenade type, type sandwich, Yes. which is, yeah. So this is like, uh, I mean, it looked like a personal pan pizza size piece of bread.
1: Yeah. Like a pita.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was airy and you could tell. That it would be pillowy and airy inside, mm-hmm. and it was, had a crust and spices on the outside. Yes, and you would break and you broke it open because it's served warm at the table, and then you get the spices and the fruity olive oil, just fantastic. And that one piece of bread and olive oil that can be used to, I don't know, get some of the. Goodness off the salad plate. You could dip it in the tomato sauce that came with the arancini.
1: I definitely sopped some of my sauce. Yeah,
0: the tomato sauce that I had with mine. I'm telling you, the bread is money. Nice. Mm, So good.
1: So that is the last of the entrees Mm -hmm. that we had. And we did finish off with some uh beverages and dessert but before we go on right we have to welcome a brand new patron to the show we I'm have at, good I'm news
0: so excited and let me tell you i am so excited that we have a brand new patron because in 2020 when we started with the surprise of our first patron james gray looking at you or Shouting you out. You know talking what I mean. to you. Talking to you. I'm talking to you. You know what I mean? I can't do that. So I adjust the growth that we have seen this year for our humble little passion project. I mean, we are like, you know, I said, we, we might have 10 patrons by the end of 2020. Wouldn't that be great? That
1: would be phenomenal and something we yes. never expected.
0: And this gentleman, James J. Williams, is a brand new founder of our show, and he is the host of the Mouse Ears and Magic podcast.
1: That's a show that we like to watch. In fact, we listen to it uh, pretty frequently when we're driving back from Orlando.
0: We do. (laughs)
1: Not well, uncommon.
0: Yeah, we do. In we fact,
1: do. I think that we, we, I know that we did yesterday. Yesterday. We were listening to coming
0: back after the birthday meal. So I, we have to welcome James J. Williams. His name is in lights. It is. Uh, at runeatdrink.net because uh, founders and insiders of our show, well, everyone, fans, founders, and insiders have their own special perks at each level when they become patrons,
1: at yes. the $2, the $5, the $10 level. Yeah, at the $5 level, James J. Williams gets a shout-out on upcoming and future shows, mm-hmm. as well as his name on our patron wall. Mm-hmm. And you can check that out. Go to runeatdrink.net slash patron wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go right to the bottom of the of the main page and click on patron wall, and you'll see it right there. Yes. Um, you're going to get access to my exclusive podcast series. But that's extra stuff. And you know we're going to be doing additional content for all of our patrons, you know, as we go, yeah. As, as we start to, as I as I get around to actually rejiggering this office and yes. ter- getting our studio the way we want it.
0: What's really great about the patrons who support our show is, first of all, they support our show, but also they support the growth of our show.
1: Yes, and that little project that I'm working on. I just bought some furniture and some items for that, and that was directly a result of the sponsorship that our patrons have given us.
0: So if you want a little bit of extra Run, Eat, Drink podcast content, if you want to help support your favorite Runcation podcast, even in these difficult times where travel is not really at its peak, I would say. That's accurate. You can go to patreoncom podcast
1: or if you are in the Podbean app if that's mm-hmm. your preferred method to listen to podcasts yes go to the top of our podcast page click on the button that says become a patron we have recreated the three levels right there in the Podbean app you don't have to go anywhere else just click on that button select your level and start enjoying your perks right away
0: and we can't thank you all enough for supporting our show.
1: So clearly we did indulge <laughs> on the beverage side while we were at the Casa Santo Stefano. Yes. Because and sometimes right. you don't have to travel. Sometimes you don't have to go to a, another place. Sometimes a place has everything the right there. The
0: complete package all wrapped up exactly. and i want to just first say it was really hard to decide between cocktails and wine because while we were at the table you would just look up and there is the the wine cellar is actually on the second level
1: yes it's the invisible it's it's on display restaurant. but basically it's an elevated mm-hmm. wine cellar
0: yes Yes, that's a better way to describe it. Yeah. So you can see that, and you can see all of the different wine that's up there, and the staff there is eager to get you to the perfect beverage to complement your meal.
1: And Val did a great job at recommending some cocktails for us.
0: We're coming back for the wine, but we decided on cocktails.
1: And you went, like, super, like, you leaned into, I want tradition. so Well, yes. And you did. You got it.
0: In the Casa Negroni. Is, did I say it right? I believe you did. Yes. And this is a $14 cocktail. And let me just tell you, you only need one.
1: It, both of these cocktails we're going to tell you about, these are one and done. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that it's a sipper. It's a sipper.
0: It's yeah. a sipper. It's something to enjoy throughout all the different courses of the meal. The Casa Negroni uh, is on the menu and described as a deeper, darker, more interesting version of the classic made with volcano Sicilian gin, Campari, and uh, Pune de Mes. Did I know? Uh,
1: uh, it's close enough.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. In lieu of sweet vermouth. And it's garnished with an orange slice, like in Italy.
1: And what did you think of it?
0: I think...
1: Walk us through this cocktail. It...
0: Well, first of all... It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. It was a dark orange, almost like a very deep sunset orange. And a clear... Uh, large square ice cube and then that orange garnish and you uh, that uh, it was clear as glass that ice it's beautiful
1: actually we tested it you could we could read our our menu through yeah. the ice cube
0: yeah and i just i think this drink showcases the flavors of gin Yes, floral notes. That if you like the floral notes of gin, then everything in this drink brings out those floral notes, and there's just a hint of bitterness on the back end.
1: Yeah, and whatever they mixed in, I thought um, whether it's the Campari or the is it PUNE Emis.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you're better at it than I, I, I don't am know.
1: there. Um, it had a little bit of sweetness to it mm-hmm. that made that floral note that you're talking, the floral come out. Yeah. yeah and- like
0: one of those, one of the um, recipe items for this drink was like the salt and pepper to bring out the gin flavors. Yeah. You know,
1: good way to put it.
0: So that's, that's what I would say. A slight sweetness, a little bit of bitter, floral and uh, gin lovers will love this cocktail
1: i would agree Mm -hmm. and that's you know that is one of those those spirits that you don't get a lot of people riding the fence about they either love it or hate it
0: yeah yeah and i think right now we're in what a bourbon and a rye kind of phase i think so we are but I did go through a serious gin phase. You did. And I still have appreciation for those gin flavors.
1: Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Well, I went with something a little more towards the um, bourbon rye kind of area. They crafted a cocktail called the 1925 Manhattan. And this is... In honor of the year, the Ferlita Macaroni Building was built. That is the building that the restaurant is now housed in. Mm. This drink has burning chair bourbon and Averna Amaro sweetened with a touch of cherry hearing. H-E-E-R-I-N-G.
0: And I don't think we've had burning chair bourbon before.
1: I don't think I ha- No, I don't think I have.
0: Or the cherry
1: I've had cherry hearing in you, another drink before. Really? Yeah. I
0: don't think I remember oh, having it.
1: Yeah, it's um, that's more for a bit of the the color and the flavor. Ah. Um, a okay. little little sweeter. This oh. is also a fourteen dollar cocktail. Um,
0: the glass is gorgeous.
1: It is served in a a, a very um, traditional, I guess. Um, Glass. It's it's a Manhattan glass. It feels a, very fancy. Yeah, it, it was just it's gorgeous. Yeah. I, do we have a photo of that in the episode so, artwork?
0: Uh, I in the episode artwork is the food and the metals and uh, our experience with the five k. When I put out this episode and publish it on our social media channels, there is an alternate episode artwork that features the beverages. Aha. Uh-huh, okay.
1: So, well. Let me just tell you this: the color of this beverage is the best way I could liken it would be to a cola. It's, yes, it's a deep brown. Yes, almost like a cola. There is color. no color yeah, in terms of color. Yeah, there is no carbonation to this beverage. This is a medium-bodied beverage, mm. and the thing you got to be mindful of when it comes to like Manhattans and. Uh, uh,
0: what, old fashions? Well, or?
1: old fashions sometimes have a little bit of a mixer, but I was going to say uh, oh. Um, martinis.
0: Oh, in general, yes. You
1: know, uh, like And like your Negroni, same thing. Mm-hmm. Everything in there, including the mixers, is alcoholic. Mm. So you, these are not items that you're going to drink quickly. These are to be savored and enjoyed. And I literally had this one beverage throughout mm-hmm. the course of our entire meal. And you so guys good. have heard how how long our meal went. Mm. Um, this was one of the best Manhattans I've ever had.
0: And you know, you talked last week about Pete's Manhattan at the Columbia.
1: This is the, this is a a very close, very Oh, and I would say similar, but they're they're like kindred spirits. Yes, pun intended. Mm. Um, I think that you you got a lot more of a punch from the bourbon here here mm. as opposed to the Knob Creek that they used. This mm. burning chair I think had a had a more potent, um, smokier, mm. a little more harshness to it. Mm than the Knob Creek does in the Pete's Manhattan from the Columbia. But I think that this gives you just an amazing balance of flavor with, you know, you get some some smoky vanilla, mm. oak, and then the sweetness of the cherry. And, uh, yeah, it is just a phenomenal cocktail. Yeah. And I, I could not be be happier with my beverage there.
0: I'm so happy that you let me have some. <laughs> Because it was just delightful.
1: Well, your Negroni was nothing uh, to shake a stick at either.
0: Oh, so good. And the whole experience of the restaurant, the building, the elevated wine cellar, the the lighting fixtures, the open kitchen.
1: The, the fact that our tabletop was basically an inch thick slab of marble. hmm you know, we were eating next to a signed Picasso print mm-hmm. on you, the wall. You
0: could actually eat right there by the kitchen if you wanted to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and see the big brick oven and see how they make that fabulous octopus dish you had. Uh, I just, it it's amazing. And their bar is just, I mean. Gorgeous. You need a, um, it's gorgeous and you need a ladder to get to all of the different
1: spirits they have there. spirits
0: yes the the elevated spirits they have
1: literally and figuratively Mm -hmm,
0: both i just and and they made us feel like we were part of the family
1: yeah, Val was amazing. He was attentive. He was there every time we needed him. And he also was just doing a great job of checking in with us, giving a little bit of conversation, and then mm-hmm. backing off to let us enjoy.
0: Yeah.
1: He he was perfect. Yeah. Spot on.
0: And at the end of the meal, you referenced this, but at the end of the meal, I, I was full on ready to order some tiramisu. We almost did. And let me just share with you. But Val said, no, 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 wait, wait. Because he knew it was my birthday, they brought out a, a lemon, like a little bundt cake, a kind l- of lemon
1: pound, pound cake, cake, bundt cake
0: thing. Yes, yes, and some lemon cello as a digestive. Yes, he called it. So. To, to end the meal, and it had a little candle, and it had they had written in chocolate, happy birthday next to the cake.
1: That was very nice.
0: And they accompanied it with a card that their entire staff had signed.
1: I thought that was just such a nice touch. Yeah. Such a nice touch, and made you feel so welcome. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, one of the managers, Mateo, comes over, yeah. and he... Said that he would love to give us a tour. Yeah. And he took us on a tour of the kitchen.
0: Yeah. We got to see where our dishes were made, where the bread was cooked, but then also the dessert station, the dessert and salad. And um, we got
1: to meet the pastry chef.
0: Uh, some appetizer station. We got an espresso.
1: And he made us espresso.
0: It was awesome. <laughs> and you know how we feel about coffee. So. And then, what I loved is that he took us to the second level, which is not actually open yet, and they're using it as event space right now uh, for any kind of special events they might have. But they will—I mean, you take the elevator or you take the stairs, and you you come off the elevator, and it looks like a barber shop.
1: They actually purchased items from an old Ebor city barber shop that uh, is no longer there mm-hmm. and they basically recreated the look of an old Italian barber shop that you might go into mm-hmm. using items from this barber shop and they've taken the old barber chair and restored it it's just gorgeous yeah um the the workmanship just in that chair alone mm-hmm. you know um this uh, is going to be called um Santos Drinkeria.
0: Yes, and there is indoor space with a bar, and then there is rooftop outdoor space Huge with a bar.
1: Huge rooftop outdoor mm-hmm. space, and it's overlooking downtown or Ebor City, looking into downtown Tampa off to the west. Oh. The view from the rooftop is going to be gorgeous once it's open, and they've yeah. even they've thought of everything, including um, they actually have installed umbrellas Mm -hmm. that are capable of withstanding winds I think he said up to 18 Uh, miles an hour
0: I don't remember but so
1: to to pretty strong weather the afternoons thunderstorms we get here in Florida
0: yeah I just I can picture us and and they say they're trying to uh, a projected opening date for that may be the end of this year
1: yeah they were going for the end end of December
0: yeah I can just imagine going there and having a great, like maybe, you know, Christmas Eve meal.
1: Christmas Eve meal, a nice flatbread on the rooftop, looking oh. over downtown when, yeah, they, when they do the skyscrapers with the Christmas lights.
0: When they do the small plates oh, at, yeah. at that rooftop bar area and just hanging out with great people and enjoying a fantastic view and soaking up the history of Tampa.
1: Sounds good to me. Yeah. to date.
0: So we can't thank Matteo enough, Val, Elizabeth, Michael.
1: We didn't mention Elizabeth. Elizabeth's another one of the managers who came over and talked with us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was going to be either, I think it was going to be either her, her or, Mateo. or Mateo that was going to mm-hmm. do the tour. So, And she was just so welcoming and so yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah. Wishing us happy birthday, and you know. And
1: appreciate Michael Kilgore for mentioning yes. this restaurant and giving us the opportunity to uh, stop in and have a fantastic meal.
0: It's great when you find a new place.
1: It absolutely is. That becomes so, a favorite. Runcation Nation, when you're in the Tampa Bay area, we have another one for you to check out. So, go there. You yes. will not regret and it. And
0: we link to it in the show notes.
1: That's it for this week. Another oh. episode is in the can. Please consider giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts this week.
0: Yes. If if you love what we do, help others find us too. Apple Podcasts is such a massive library of podcasts. And the more you rate and review us, the more we can build our Runcation Nation.
1: It helps people see us. It's all about the algorithm, and we could really use your help. Yeah. So if you'll head over there and give us a rating and review, we cannot thank you enough. But thank you for joining us on your long run, your short run, your commute to work around <laughs> the house or wherever you might be.
0: I'm your host, Amy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Ana.
0: Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk to you really soon.